good afternoon, good, good evening, wherever you're listening to this. It's Right now it's 8.19 a.m. on the East Coast here on a Friday, beautiful, beautiful Friday, going into a beautiful weekend. Um, although we have rain on Sunday again, which is a buzzkill because it blows uh, sports for the kids, but it's still beautiful. So... I hope you guys uh, are having a great day wherever it is and you're um, enjoying my my podcast and getting some, again, value out of it. Please leave reviews on anywhere that you listen to it. It will help others as far as, you know, wanting to listen, not to want to listen, whatever it is. Um, But it also help me improve what I'm doing for you and and putting out information and hopefully getting out some more things that you guys want to listen to and and, uh, know about. If I can tell you about it, I will certainly will. And if I can, I will uh, hopefully direct you in the right place to get that information. So let's start quickly with what's going on in the world. Um, I wish I could, I wish it was something that was mind blowing that was new, but um, it's, it's still the vaccine still just is the top of the uh, list here. The biggest things are, I guess you, you're, you're starting to hear little, um, little notions about the possibility of a third shot. Of course, you're going to need a booster because this one's going to wane because you didn't naturally get the immunity from just getting it from the environment. So you're going to need a third and don't be surprised if you need a fourth or something going along on a seasonal basis like the flu, which we all know works so well. Uh, the push again for uh, trials with kids, uh, universities now pushing for students to have it before they return to campus, which I think is a huge mistake. And I think it's going to hurt these universities big time because if there was ever a time in, in the world where there was vaccine hesitancy and distrust, it's now. And when you push that, especially on a younger person, you're, you're in for, you're in for a rude awakening. I think it's the same thing. You haven't really heard much about it lately with the stores that were saying they're going to require you, you know, to show your vaccine passport to shop. I think that's cooled down a little bit because there was an immediate uproar from people going, you know, like, F you, you want to see my thing? Well, I just won't shop at your store. You're not the only person here on the block. I'll go somewhere else. So we'll see how that plays out. You know, again, little inklings of, well, we're trying this on children. Oh, oh, the, the uh, pregnancy thing I've heard. It's okay for pregnant women to get. Of course it is. You know, what do you think? They're going to say no? Like, of course it's okay for pregnant women to get. It's going to be okay for children to get. It's going to be okay for newborn. It's going to be okay for everybody because everything we produce, all these shots are all good. They're all good. Lots of research, lots of everything. It's good for everybody. Guys, common sense. Use your brain. If it doesn't sound right, it probably is not. You know, like I made the analogy, you can take garbage and wrap it in a pretty bow in a nice box and serve it with champagne. But in the end, it's still garbage. So we have to use common sense with all this stuff. Uh, Outside of that, not much I can tell you in the world going on. I will say that um, because I guess it, it really does relate to your health. Your financial health is always related to your physical health. But guys, if you're not involved in crypto, you're not uh, looking into smart chains and blockchains, smart contracts, all that stuff, 
get in on it now and start learning because this is the future. This is like the beginning of the internet when people were just like, if you were, you watched that Today Show episode when they were first starting and they were like, what is this? WWW and at, you know, blah, blah, blah. like this is where it is. And this is our future going forward. Get in on it now, learn it. You will be much happier, much less stressed, and you'll be in at the beginning. That goes for the crypto too. Okay. So let's get into today's podcast. It's kind of a, I, I, I don't know, I was trying to think of like a general, not, not a general, but I was trying to think of a specific topic. And let me, before I get into it too, let me just um, mention again. I don't feel the hiccups today. I don't feel the yawns today. I feel like I'm going to get through this one straight. Voice is a little crackly. Uh, I, I think that's actually, I think that's because on my way home, usually at night, I like to throw on some Zach Brown and sing to it. Um, and I don't have a very strong voice to begin with. So I think it's just strain, <laughs> but uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling like my oxygen levels are up. So let's see if we can get through this. Um, the, the topic I wanted to go through was just to talk about food and our relationships with food. Um, anytime I've ever kind of gone through stuff with people and, you know, they're having an issue, whether they're overweight or they're, um, you know, they have diabetes or, you know, they just take use food as a, a de-stressor, temporary distressor. It always comes down to the same thing. And I always tell them the same thing. And I said, you know, you know, in the end, it's just food. That's all it is. You know, this isn't like gold bars. It's food. You know, like there's, there's a, a, a shit ton of things you can eat out there. And it's just food. It's supposed to sustain us and allow us to, you know, be happy and live well. Because, you know, food has gone from, obviously from when we were evolving and back in the days of the caveman, has gone from sustaining us to being a source of happiness and a friend and a way to deal with emotional stress Um, and using it to replace things that we're not getting in our life when really, you know, food was never meant to, to be that way. Um, it was meant to grow us, to sustain us and to allow us to live. But it's, 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 like I said, it's turned into this other monster that has really affected just the majority of people on a daily basis. And it's caused so many, uh, things to happen to us as humans that are so unnecessary. What I mean by that is, you know, again, I think eating is common sense. I think we know what's good for us. We know what's not good for us. And depending on how we're raised and depending on how our palates have been developed, um, it's easier or harder for us as we get older. As a child, when you're raising a baby, you are pretty much mapping their palate by what you're giving them. And this is why so many kids early on get that addiction to sugar and, and sweetness. It's because we give it to them so quickly um, before we give them the other flavors. And then when you give a child, you know, a sugary taste versus a bland taste or maybe a bitter taste, it, it, you, you, you automatically have almost put those other tastes like on a scale back, you know, down in the two and three range where the carbs and sugars are up in the nine, 10 range. It's hard to go from like tasting things that are really sweet than to saying, okay, well now I got to eat this because this doesn't taste like 
that, you know, apple you gave me or that cookie you gave me. I mean, and that's really what happens. It's, it's kind of, again, I think of this stuff as very simple. And I think if you become fluent in nutrition, like a language, like you speak, the language you speak is your, your native tongue, it really becomes simple. So depending on how you've been raised, you know, makes it, really predetermines how you do through your life unless you make that mental change now for me I don't remember well I don't know and I really never asked I guess what I ate as a child or what I was brought up but it was a different time um, I don't have you know my memories go back to uh, really um, you know my parents this is I guess when I was a little older but when my parents would go out for the night we'd have a babysitter um, you know, getting uh, the Happy Meal from McDonald's uh, was the treat. Uh, I remember I was big on the fish sandwich. You know, that was the freak kid that liked the fish sandwich. Um, fish, fish, fish and a jig? No, the uh, no fillet of fish. Fillet of fish. Uh, I was I was big on the fillet of fish. Loved the fillet of fish sandwich. That was big. Or we'd go to the store and we'd go pick out a, uh, a hungry man meal. And the Hungry Man meal, you know, you had that, those different squares with whatever was supposed to be food and vegetables or whatever. And you always had the little brownie in there. You know, it was just like, it was like, it was like, well, here, instead of having the crappy food from McDonald's, here, have a much crappier thing, Hungry Man meal. You know, my parents didn't do it, you know, they were obviously intentional, but they just didn't think anything of it. They really never thought about the nutrition. And, you know, we grew up in a similar way. We ate a lot of pasta. Um, and it wasn't because we had to, it was because, you know, it was filling and, um, it was, it was something that we could, yeah, we, we, we ordered out. I remember there was a place called Pudgy's chicken. Uh, that was a favorite we used to get from the bucket of chicken. Uh, we used to, we used to order a Greek. We used to go out to eat to the diners. Yeah, we did a lot of that growing up. So, you know, as I progressed past that into college and stuff, um, it was, it was a different world for me. Like I wanted to, I started getting into, um, weightlifting and, and exercise and stuff and obviously wanted to change my body a little bit change uh you know my muscle mass and everything else and started to get a little more into nutrition and really college was the first time i really delved into like you know a salad bar you know and it was like all right like there's a lot of good stuff on here i can eat and i'm gonna start changing a lot of this and i still kind of was you know had some of those bad habits but i started to make that change and then you know, it also changed my palate. It changed the way I felt. Um, and getting older and getting a little more because it was my background, getting a little more into nutrition, then I really started to shift into, um, you know, eating just more for not survival, but to thrive. And knowing, you know, if I want something that's not really in that range, it's okay as long as it's limited. And of course, if I'm going to eat it, I'm going to eat the best possible thing. So like the other day I had one of those Greystone uh, brownies, which are, holy cow, like you're going to have something like those things are rock stars, rock stars. And I got them from uh, Whole Foods, which is not the only place you can get them from. But I know the ingredients are better. I know it's, it's not like getting a conventional brownie from a Pathmark or Stop and Shop or whatever it is. So I felt better about it. And it's my little vice, you know, like, okay, I have my brownie. It's good. Now I'll go back and have my, you know, Brussels sprouts, and my homemade chicken soup and all that stuff tomorrow. But it, it's, it's, it took a change. It took me to mentally make that change and also come to terms with the fact that like I 
you know, I didn't want to eat 100% that way. Like, I want to eat 90, 95% myself that way, but also have that little thing. And that's for my health, for my longevity, and for my, my happiness, and, and my, how I feel. So it, it's not an easy transition, but it, you know, and again, because of what I went into, it made it easier. For other people, that transition is not easy. And then it starts to get into, well, okay, what am I using food for? Like, I want to eat better, but am I using food for other purposes? Am I using it to, to de-stress? Um, you know, we all know things like ice cream and candy and chocolate stuff give us that temporary high that makes us feel better temporarily. And sometimes, you know, when you have a life that's full of other stresses, it, it makes you feel better. Um, and we turn to it sometimes heavily because it makes you feel better. It, it doesn't talk back. It doesn't tell you to limit yourself. Um, it's like a friend that just sits there and just encourages you like, yeah, go ahead. You know, like have at it. And this is, you know, that's the, the emotional part of this for people where it changes and really makes a difference. Um, whether you kind of go over the edge and then you start, you know, going into being obese or having diabetes, other lifestyle diseases, um, or just in general, you know, your body just isn't doing well. You're in pain constantly. You're obviously unhappy mentally. You can't really get there because the food is, is causing that. Um, this is one of the things why I always, you know, focus so much and continue to focus on things like dyes with kids. You know, you have something that's derived from petroleum and coal tar that they're taking in through simple things you wouldn't think of, like goldfish or Skittles. I mean, you should obviously know Skittles are not good, but even in things like pickles, which if you don't read the jar, you don't know that a lot of non-organic pickles use yellow dye to make it look better. But by ingesting those synthetic dyes, which are derived from petroleum and coal tar, gives these kids what I call the internal itch. And it makes them just like agitated and it's something they can't resolve uh, it's like having an itch on the inside of you that you can't scratch and adults it's the same thing with you like ingesting these things may not be so obvious but it could be contributing to the overall way you feel so it's important that we stop and we just take a look and just you know sit back one day just before you sit at a meal and just look at the food on your plate and tell yourself like it's just food like, do I really want to suffer to get that temporary feeling from eating crap? I think you can come to a happy medium like I do. So, like, when I have that brownie, let's say, I don't guilt myself over it. Like, oh, God, like, I had that brownie. I got to go back and start eating grass and tree bark, you know, to make up for it. Like, I enjoy the hell out of that brownie. Like, that, that brownie was freaking delicious. Cup of coffee, my God. But I enjoy it. And it makes me happy. It doesn't create additional stress. And, you know, that's the thing, I think, is when you're eating bad food and you know it's bad, you don't feel good mentally eating it. It, it, it temporarily kind of makes you inside feel okay or better. But you're not even enjoying it. Like if you're like sitting there going, all right, I'll cheat and have this and whatever, but you feel guilty while doing it, then it's really not good. So 
you got to really start looking at your food and start thinking. And, 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 you know, and the other thing here too is start really being truthful with yourself about food. I, I started this podcast and named it The Healthy Truth because the main factor was because we lie to ourselves so much about what we eat and, and our health. And we look at ourselves and say, I don't know why I'm like this. I eat healthy. I think I'm doing the right things. And I don't know why I feel this way. I don't know why I'm in pain. I don't know why I'm overweight. I don't know why I have to take this blood pressure medication. I don't know why I'm chronically depressed. I don't know. I don't know. But really, I think you do. I think a lot of you do. And it may be deep down, and you may be suppressing it, but I think you do. And if you just stop for a second and look at your food before you eat it and say, why am I eating what I'm eating? Start to psychologically evaluate what you're eating and ask yourself why. So if you're sitting down to a nice salad with some grilled chicken, some nuts and seeds, avocado, and looking at it going, you know, I enjoy eating this. It obviously makes me feel good. I like this. Or when you're sitting down in front of a meal um, composed of a Big Mac, large fries, large Dr. Pepper, or maybe even a large diet Dr. Pepper, whatever. It's worse for you anyway. And sit there and look at it and say, why am I eating this? Now, you may look at it and be like, it tastes good. I enjoy this. Like, this is good. But is it good for me? Like, do I know if it's good for me? I mean, some of you may be like, nope. Don't know it's not good for me. No, it's bad for me. I'm going to eat it anyway because I can. All right, great. Your body, your choice. But if you sit there and you say, you know, I know this isn't good for me. Like, the Diet Coke is not negating what I'm eating here. It's actually making this meal much worse. I know this isn't good for me. Why am I eating it? And then start to think, well, you know, it makes me temporarily feel good because I have other stress in my life or it's making up sugar or whatever else the chemicals are making up for something in my brain that I'm lacking because I don't have, um, my life is, uh, you know, in shambles or I don't have a good relationship or I have all this other stuff which is causing emotional stress and then sit there and be like, you know, this isn't the answer because I can tell you if you stopped and looked at it and said, I need to change what I'm eating here because if I do, it will change how I feel. And if I feel better, the rest of my life will be better too. I mean, I was I was thinking before I started this podcast about really even just, just, just focusing on just pain in general. Because most people see pain as a physical thing. You know, like I have, a, I have low back pain, I have a headache, I have uh, this chronic pain in my stomach. Uh, and we kind of constantly think, well, it must be something physical. When, you know, in, in the, if you extrapolate it out, yes, it is physical pain you're feeling. But is that what's truly causing it? And I'll tell you, the answer is, is, is a thousand percent no. Unless you've had an injury, you know, unless you got hit by a car, unless you whatever, that you know physically injured yourself, like about two months ago, 
didn't warm up properly, went to start doing pull-ups and popped my shoulder and tore a muscle in my shoulder and it hurt and it was painful and it took a while. But I knew that's what the pain was from. It wasn't because I went out and had a, you know, a Chick-fil-A meal. But I will tell you, the majority of pains that you feel that you really can't explain are not physical. They're emotional. And they're chemical. So let's break that down a little bit. What do I mean by chemical? Well, what if I told you that the food you're eating is is what's giving you low back pain? What if I told you that the food you're eating is giving you headaches? Or the food you're eating is giving you this chronic pain in your stomach? It's what's in the food, the quality of the food, what you're ingesting, causing your body to go haywire, causing inflammation, that's giving you pain. And pain is just a, pain is a, is a sign from your body that, look, something's not right. But it doesn't mean just because you're getting the pain in a, in a weak link in your body in a certain area that that's what the problem is. You got to look outside of that. And now emotionally, same thing. You know, let's say you hate your job and you wake up and your back hurts all the time. Let's say you're in a really bad relationship. It's really causing you a lot of sadness and, and, and um, heartache. And you have irritable bowel. You know, let's say you are in school, you hate school, you're, you're just, you, you, you just despise having to go to class and all this other stuff. And you're suffering from headaches constantly. Well, guess what? You don't have a head problem. You don't have a stomach problem. You don't have a back problem. You have an emotional problem. You have an emotional issue that is causing your body stress, inflammation, and then translating that into pain. I, I listened to it, an interesting um, uh, interview. Uh, about six months ago with a uh, an orthopedic uh, spine doctor, uh, spine surgeon, who actually wasn't uh, practicing anymore, been practicing for a long time. And he had come to the conclusion that, you know, most of the spine surgeries he was doing on people with back pain was, was the wrong decision because it wasn't really a spine issue they were suffering from. Most of these issues, because we know, and if you talk to anybody who's been around long enough, spine surgery is very rarely successful or good unless you've got something significant going on that's anatomical or, again, injury or something like that. But when it's just like the pain syndromes and everything else, Spine surgery ends up leading to more spine surgery, ends up leading to more spine surgery. It's because, again, you're plugging holes in the dam. Dam's breaking. You got spouts coming out, and you're just putting finger, you're just putting your finger in it to stop it, and then another one happens. But basically, his conclusion came down to that most of these people's pain, the spine and the, the back issues they were having, were not because of physical issues. It was because of emotional issues. And he transformed from what he was doing from spine surgery into doing these emotional release techniques with people 
totally transformed from, from surgery into this to get people to feel better inside and watch their pain disappear. So, you know, it, it goes, it, it comes down to really, again, looking deeper than just the outward symptom. You don't feel well, you're in pain. You're just not living a life. I like this woman the other day in the, in the office that I'm in, who was making an appointment. She said, you know, I'll make it for Friday. And she said, hopefully, you know, I get through Thursday, okay. Is, is that how you want to live? You want to live just hoping and praying that you get through another day? I don't think so. It's not how I want to live. So you have to start really focusing on what you're doing on the outside to make you feel the way you're feeling. And I'm telling you, food is not that hard to figure out. Once you figure out why you eat a certain way, then you figure out how to change that. This is why things like traditional Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, all that stuff fails. It has failed for decades because it's not about the food. It's about the connection to food. It's about why you're eating certain foods. You know, again, why did I eat that brownie the other day? I ate it because it was good, because I wanted something and because I enjoyed it. It wasn't because I was having a bad day. I ate it because it was, it was gonna be delicious and it was, and I enjoyed it. But I also know that 90, 95% of the time, I eat really well. And I'll touch on this really quick too, just while I'm here and I've kind of made it through without yawning and hiccuping, knock on wood. Um, when you say to somebody, you know, I eat healthy and I don't know why I'm like this. I want you to again, stop and think what your definition of health is. Like is a lean cuisine and a diet Coke healthy to you? This is, I always question people when this comes up because I know people's definition of health. It's like, well, if I ate a lean cuisine and a Diet Coke, that's obviously healthier than going out and having a, uh, a Whopper and large onion rings and a, uh, you know, a diet, a large uh, Dr. Pepper, right? I mean, obviously I'm eating healthier. Not really. It's like the same garbage wrapped up in different packages, right? And maybe even worse. Like if you still think diet Coke is better than Coke, you really have to sit back and, and start doing some research. But look, food is not difficult to figure out. Simply learn a little bit about what's on the labels. Think about using food as sustenance and how it affects you physically and mentally. And, and go by example. Look at people who are eating the way they're eating and how they look and how they feel. You know, like, that's easy. Like, this is what I tell kids all the time. Go by what you're seeing. You want to model something. Model after people that are eating well. They look good. They feel good. They're happy. Model after them. You know, success leaves clues. That's how it is. And failure leaves clues as well. You know, don't model yourself after somebody who's chronically complaining they're in pain. 
who's overweight, who doesn't like themselves, who is depressed or emotionally not in a good spot, and is eating poorly because it's it's they just gave you the blueprints for how to get that way. Same with the other way. You know somebody who's in a great mood, they look great, they're eating well. That's a blueprint. Just copy it. It's really that simple. So I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, believe it or not, I have just about made it to my destination unscathed, no wrong turns, on time, no yawning, and no hiccuping. So do we have background uh, noises? We can make applause noises. Um, but seriously, let's let's really think about what we're eating. Let's think about the consequences of what we're eating, and just not, you know, don't live to get that temporary high off the foods you're eating. Figure out what you're replacing it with and figure out how to change that. Because it will change. If you replaced it, you won't need it anymore. And you'll eat to live, not live to eat. Guys, have a phenomenal, phenomenal rest of your week. Um, Weekend, next week, I'll be back soon with another topic, hopefully to give you more perspective on living a phenomenal life and and, and I'll end also with this too look I'm not perfect without a without a doubt I mean I I if you talked about like in financial terms how you have the one percent of the population who makes the most money I'm definitely in the one percent of those people who um, of health whose health I'm proud to be that way and I gotta tell you if I had to be in a category one percent of wealth or one percent of health choosing health There's plenty of billionaires out there who would give it all up just to live and feel better. Just remember that. It's Dr. J with The Healthy Truth. Have a great, great day. And we'll talk to you soon.